Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios when you want the ability to adjust your loan options in real time, baby. A rocket can, if you will. That was an okay Dusty Rhodes, right, Hickey? That was good. I like that one. That, that was, was okay. That okay, was okay. Just okay, not great. You could have done better. What did he say? I went to the balls for inspiration. And I went to the ladies of the evening for a little insight on reality. Oh, God, I miss him. It's Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Send the tweets. Send them hot. At Ken Carmen, C-A-R-M-A-N. Friends, next Sunday, another season of the NFL on CBS begins. And this year, the young quarterbacks are the story. Week 1 features last year's MVP, Lamar Jackson, and the Ravens taking on Baker and the Browns. Allen and the Bills facing Darnold Jets and Cam's debut in New England. Plus, possible rookie debuts from Joe Burrow and Tua. It all starts with the NFL today at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific. Next Sunday, only on CBS. And I'm watching NASCAR right now, baby. Big weekend. Watching NASCAR. Got college football coming up. NBA playoffs. I am in a cornucopia of sports, and I'm loving every single second of it. I'm going to get to Steve Nash here in a second and the running backs. we got to do worker shoot. There's so much to go on. Hickey, you asked me what's my perfect weekend. I want to at this time next year. I'm hoping. I got to get to Darlington this time next year. I got to see this Xfinity race next year, and then I got to see the Cookout Southern 500 next year. It'll probably still be sponsored by Cookout. It was previously sponsored by Bojangles. And a straight shoot to everybody, it's probably my favorite chicken in all the country. I mean, there's chicken places that I love, Bojangles. Forget about it. Hickey, man, if you ain't seen NASCAR, brother, you got to go see some NASCAR. I've watched oh. probably like 30 laps this year. That's pretty good for myself. Okay, that's not, pretty good for you. Yeah. yeah. I got Darlington on right now. I can't wait for tomorrow. I got the truck race in the middle of the day. Then as the sun starts to go down, the Southern 500 under the lights at Darlington, South Carolina, the lady in black, the tra- track too tough to tame. Oh, my goodness gracious. I cannot wait. 
855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. I'm going to get to the running backs here in a moment because we did have Evan Silva on just our last segment, and I got to play a clip from Ross Tucker who said it about as succinctly as anybody, or at least not succinctly, but but gave a new spin on what running back markets could be in the future in the NFL. I started off the show. We got into college football, but I did hear a little bit over the weekend or over the end of the week about Steve Nash to Brooklyn. And this has become a hot-button issue. I, I'm sensitive to the situation, folks. I am. But I think that some of the people are putting the wrong turn on this. In the NBA, which is 80% black, a league that is decided by its players, that probably the players have the most power of all major sports. And I see Steve Nash go to Brooklyn and I hear what some of the pundits have been saying about how this is wrong. There's only five black head coaches in the NBA. There needs to be more. Well, maybe there should be more. You have a league that's 80% black. Maybe you should have more. And there are openings still there. And Jacques Vaughn is a very good coach. And Ty Lue has been a world's champion. And I know we're on locally in Cleveland, and I'm going to get hammered. I think Mike Brown's a pretty good coach, okay? All right. I know it didn't really work out with the Lakers. He was competitive, competitive, competitive coach when he was with the Cleveland Cavaliers, both, well, the first time. And then when he filled in with Golden State, now I know you could say, well, anybody could do it. Okay, well, go ask Mark Jackson if he could do it. Mike Brown's done a good job. Sorry, I think he's done a pretty good job in his career. Those are three good coaches that will probably get a shot. I I totally think it's true. But I think people are looking in the wrong direction here. The league is about its players. The NBA is about its players. The players are the most powerful of probably all of the leagues. You could maybe make an argument for baseball. Certainly it's more powerful than football. And I've been watching NASCAR. Trust me, those drivers don't have any rights whatsoever. The players are what make the league work in the NBA. And in Steve Nash's situation, he was chosen by Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, two black men on their basketball team who made the decision. They were the ones put in charge. Can you think of a situation where you've been given more power than an owner of a basketball team, a general manager of a basketball team as well, going to their players, is this or is this not your choice? The Brooklyn Nets will sink or swim with Steve Nash as the choice for Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. When you are able to pick your coach, that's where the power's from. I can think of no more of a powerful situation than the owner of a basketball team, the, the, the people who sign the checks, going to you, I can't say hat in hand, but going to you going, are you okay with this? Is this the person you want? And those two guys who are the leader of their team, where the owner and the general manager and the fan base knows the only way the Brooklyn Nets will ever be a successful franchise here in this near future is if those two guys play well and play well together and stay healthy, but that's outside of their power and get along with their coach, can you think of any more power? They've put them in charge of their own futures. Kevin Durant, he has a reputation to, I want to say uphold, but I think he almost to resurrect. Durant's gone on social media and argued with 14-year-olds on Twitter. Uh, He's got a reputation that he has to resurrect. He's putting his future in, in Steve Nash's hands. Steve Nash is an incredibly respected basketball player. As a head coach, we'll see. It's a risk.
So many people are bringing up, well, Derek Fisher, Jason Kidd. Hey, fine points. But I think it's different than this. Those guys were chosen. They, those guys did not have any real experience before. Now, Jason Kidd, his players liked him, and, and certainly Derek Fisher, his players liked him. But this was a choice squarely on the shoulders of your two leaders. I can think of no more better of a position of power for an NBA player than to choose his head coach. And that's what they did. They're supposed to be the leaders of the team. Kevin Durant has been scrutinized since he left Oklahoma City to go to Golden State, now over to Brooklyn. This is his legacy. Kyrie Irving has been scrutinized. He took it personally, and and I can understand it when he found out that LeBron James might have wanted Chris Paul instead of him after their 2016 championship. I can kind of understand that. The fallout afterwards, the the bitterness between his father and him and, and previous head coaches, it's become famous in the last two cities he's been in. Brad Stevens won out in Boston, not Kyrie. So his reputation is at stake here. And those guys were given the power, and they made their decision. So I know we want to have these arguments, and I know we want to, we want to put places in, in nice spots so we can argue it. I just think this is the wrong situation to argue. Because the men who made the choice were the real men in power. And those were the players. 855-212-4CBS. Last segment, Evan Silva joined us from EstablishToRun.com. It's a wonderful website. I encourage you to check it out. Really, Evan's a good guy and a, and a, and a buddy, and, and I hope he does. I, I hope the, the website continues to flourish. It's fantastic because he does great analysis, and it's a great website, and they're great folks. And he actually spoke of something different because I've wondered since the Leonard Fournette cut, and even before that, because Leonard Fournette at 1,100 yards last year, I'm thinking, gosh, he has no value, no value at all. You just, hey, yeah, you have you have some value, but it's not worth the trade. None. And I go back and think, man, it's been seven years. When Leonard Fournette just gets cut by Jacksonville, it's been seven years since Trent Richardson was traded away for a first-round pick. It was a bust. He's been a bust. But it was really the last running back of value that I can think of, of, of obscene value. Now, maybe there's one that it's just I can't think of off the top of my head that will probably slap me in the face like an oar. But he was a guy that was traded for a first-round pick. You would never think of anything like that. Leonard Fournette's a good running back, good classic running back. As long as he's healthy, he should be very good for Tampa Bay. They couldn't get anything out of him. I don't know if that's as much of a Leonard Fournette problem as that is a running back problem. And when you bring up Leonard Fournette, so many people will say, and rightfully so, this is why you don't take a running back number four overall. And I asked Evan that question last segment. I said, well, I know that we always are supposed to harp on best player available, best player available, don't get away from best player available, which I think is a bit of a myth when you already have a quarterback, a young quarterback. Evan was willing to take it a step further. This is what Evan said. Yeah, it should be best player available adjusted for positional value or maybe, you know, most valuable player left um, instead of just best player available. Um, I, you know, I think it's interesting going back and, and looking at the Jaguars' decision-making. They, they passed on Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson to draft Leonard Fournette because of Blake Bortles. And, I mean, that just looks so, so poor in hindsight now. Blake Bortles isn't even in the league. Leonard Fournette was out of the league for a minute there and, you know, had to settle for a one-year, $2 million deal. Just, it's amazing that Dave Caldwell is still the Jaguars' general manager. 
I'd agree with Evan on that, but I love what Evan says about most valuable position. Can I afford to? In these previous drafts, Alvin Kamara is about to get paid, and there's a separate issue there. Alvin Kamara was a third-round pick. Can I really afford to take guys any more highly in the draft? Zeke Elliott was taken very highly in the draft in the top five. Can I afford to take those guys anymore? Zeke Elliott's been worth it. Zeke Elliott's been paid. He plays on a 500 football team. Saquon Barkley was taken number two in the draft. Saquon Barkley is going to be worth every penny paid to him. He is playing on a bad football team that's trying to develop. Le'Veon Bell just got paid $50-plus million by a team that is not going to be a competitive football team in the New York Jets. I, I have no problem with guys getting paid. I want running backs to be able to get every single penny they can because I think that they are used up and abused and cast out very, very quickly. If my son could play the position, I'd encourage him to play cornerback. Play another athletic position. Do not play running back. You're just going to have a short career, and you're not going to be able to get the money that's that, that could possibly be given to you, that you think you can earn. Joe Mixon's a different area, but again, Joe Mixon plays for a bad football team. Maybe on its way up, but still on a bad football team. I have no doubt that really great running backs could get paid. I just keep thinking they're a part of bad football teams. I asked the question to Ross Tucker. He thought something different. He thought maybe the market could be changing for running backs. Here's what Ross had to say yesterday. I think there's a middle ground there I where, and I think Andrew Barry knows this from his time in Philadelphia, but I think there's a, a middle ground there where you're able to get the guy signed early for a reasonable amount of money, but the structure that you like. So you can get out of it after a couple of years if you need to. I mean, your point's well taken, mm. but that would be how, how I look at it is just I think you're able, if you do it early and you don't make him the highest paid guy in the league, I think some of these running backs, and, and hopefully Chubb would be the same, I think they're starting to realize, like, I better get what I can get when I can get it as opposed to trying to, you know, top this guy or top that guy. Someone's going to give me – what Derrick Henry got or what Joe Mixon got, I'm taking it because of the position I play. Joe Mixon got $48 million. That seems like a lot of money. I almost think that that's almost one of the two exceptions I can think of. Joe Mixon plays with a rookie QB. It could add up at the same time. By the time Joe Mixon gets to the end of his contract and Joe Burrow gets to his first big contract where the two can meet and they could afford both. Alvin Kamara also plays with a 41-year-old running back. So by the time that Drew Brees is done, Alvin Kamara is still there. He can take over. He can lead for Taysom Hill or maybe even Jameis Winston in hopefully his second act. But all these other running backs, and I had asked Ross specifically because I'm based at the fan in Cleveland, about Nick Chubb who's one of my favorite players in the NFL, one of my favorite people in the NFL. Because if the Browns' ideas work, and, and it's the same as the other teams in the NFL, if it works, it would tell you that if they get back on track, their future plans do not include paying running backs. I brought up Zeke. I brought up Le'Veon Bell. Christian McCaffrey does everything for Carolina. They are a middle-of-the-road football team. Look at your last five Super Bowls. Damian Williams, last year, Super Bowl 54 with Kansas City. Undrafted free agent. Raheem Mostert for San Francisco. Took the ball over in the Kyle Shanahan offense. Undrafted free agent in 2015. Over the last five Super Bowls, and I bet we could do over the last ten maybe. 
but at least over the last five because you can't go that far into history because things change very quickly. I counted up all the running backs who either shared starting roles or who were listed as the starter in each of Super Bowl 54, 53, 52, 51, and 50. Eleven men played running back, starting running back in the Super Bowl. Three were first-round picks. Four were undrafted free agents. Two of those guys, or excuse me, one of those were on the team long-term. James White. The other ones, the one guy who did win a Super Bowl as a first-round pick, Sonny Michel, was taken by a team who at the time had a 39-going-on-40-year-old quarterback in Tom Brady. Everywhere else, these are successful football teams. Their long-term plans do not include them. Todd Gurley played in a Super Bowl with the L.A. Rams, didn't win it. Played in a Super Bowl with the L.A. Rams, was shut down in that Super Bowl, and is now no longer a part of that football team. Jonathan Stewart, drafted in 08, played in Super Bowl 50. Nice long career, did lose that Super Bowl, did play in the Super Bowl. Every now and then it happens. But this is proof positive here, that if your plans are to be a competitive football team, paying running backs at these times, are not a part of those plans. Simply, you have to move on. And so I wonder from what Ross Tucker says if that ends up being the truth. Because I have no I have no question on earth if Nick Chubb continues this up in Cleveland that he will be paid. I just think he'll be paid by a bad football team if the Browns end up being good. Or if the Browns are bad, they'll just save some face and they'll pay him because they need good football players. And they'll do what they've done. Zeke, maybe Zeke changes it. Maybe Christian McCaffrey changes it if Todd if if Teddy Bridgewater can I almost called him Todd Bridges. If Teddy Bridgewater can get going here after his second act after a big injury. Lev Bell, I have no faith in the New York Jets. Not a chance. Joe Mixon over time I brought him up. Alvin Kamara over time I brought him up. It, there there are possible changes to this. Do I think any of those teams can win a Super Bowl? Uh, New Orleans can. Dallas, yeah, I really wish I could make that argument. I don't think I can. Best player available is supposedly the rule. Quarterback always changes that. But what Leonard Fournette proves to us and Zeke Elliott, and I hate to say Christian McCaffrey and so on and so forth down this list, I got a guy like Alvin Kamara who I took in the third round if I'm New Orleans. Joe Mixon taken later. Nick Chubb taken in the second round. I brought up this list again, four undrafted free agents. Their offenses just keep going. They don't need these guys. If you're a successful football team, this isn't in the cards. And if you're drafting in the top two-thirds of the first round of the NFL draft in the future, it goes for saying that you might have best player available. Saquon Barkley can rip the lid off a defense from a running back position. But is he truly the most valuable for you? Do you really want to pay that guy? Because from what this is showing, guys who are getting paid, that means your team isn't very good. You're just trying to help out your fan base. 855-2124-CBS coming up. We'll try to get to some of your calls. And we got work or shoot. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show. 855-2124-CBS. I haven't heard Rick Ross in a long time. Is he still making records? Do they um, call him records? He's a, I don't know. I know he's alive still, which is good. But well, of sure course. Is he still in charge of Maybach music? That's a good question. I would assume so. Is he still? Did he keep that weight off? I know he ate like pears for three straight months and lost like 90 pounds. 
I would guess the pandemic probably won that battle. What what are you trying to say? What I mean is it's impossible to eat healthy and like be like on your conscious about your weight during the pandemic. People have done it, but it's very hard. I guess you got a point. There is a rapper from a hip hop artist from uh, Maslin, Ohio named Stally. And it was a big deal when Rick Ross shot a video in Maslin for Stally. Everybody had to go down and catch a glimpse of Rick Ross. It was a big deal, man. Like I was living up in Akron. I'm like, I gotta drive down trying to. See. I couldn't find. I could not find it. And then they shot the video, and there's all these places down in Maslin, Ohio, where it's like, yeah, I've been through there, been through there, been through there. It's a good. It was a good video. Good song. And pretty good rapper. Do you remember the song? I think it was swinging, swinging. Okay, all right. Swing I'm trying to remember the Oh gosh, now I'm trying to remember it. Oh, it's hard. Eight five five two one two four CBS. All right, we're gonna do worker shoot coming up in the next segment. We got calls and honestly I could do the QB pressure scores, but I could put that off till next week. I mean, we want to hear more of you, don't we? Scott in Iowa, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go. How you doing, Ken? Thanks for taking my call. Glad to have you, Scott. Go ahead, buddy. Okay, two eighties movies, gotta be included. Stripes and Caddyshack. You're right about Stripes. I didn't even think about Stripes. Stripes is a great movie. I didn't even think about Stripes. Damn it. Okay, Scott. What else you got for me, bud? Okay, uh, the Steelers and Big Ben. All right. What's your take on him this year? Uh, Anytime I want to bet against Big I just feel I'm going to take it. I'm hearing a reverb for whatever reason, Scott. So thank you very much for the call. We'll let you go. Um, anytime I, I want to say that I don't think big Ben's going to be big Ben. I just, I, I keep thinking that am I, am I going to regret this decision coming up in December? I think I'm probably going to from all reports. He's back from all his teammates. He's back, but I don't think you're going to hear any teammates say, yeah, he really sucks and his arms bad and he didn't lose any weight. Like you're never going to hear that. You're never going to, even if they hate the guy, you're not going to hear that publicly. So, because training camp is such a mystery this year, we have no preseason games, we have no joint practices, it's it's basically state-run media this year, so you don't know. I have no choice but to say, okay, let's prepare as if Ben Roethlisberger is going to be really good. If he's really good, that defense could end up being the best in the league. The offensive line, though, because he's older and because he's still gonna, he has to get out of harm's way, but he's still going to get take a pounding, that offensive line I'm worried about. From what I heard, Pouncey is already hurt. David Castro's already hurt this year. You've had some couple of changes across that offensive line. I think, what, you got a new left guard? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I have to think across it. He might have another new position on that offensive line, too. But if you got guys who are banged up there, that's going to be that's gonna be an issue. Because you got to get James Conner running in the right direction. And you want him to be able to find Juju Smith-Schuster. Because I think Juju Smith-Schuster, he took a lot of criticism from Pittsburgh media and Pittsburgh fans last year. He had Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph throwing to him. Let's get let's give Juju a little bit of time with Ben Roethlisberger and see if he becomes the outlet and see if he works out. Again, I I wouldn't trust Mason Rudolph to give my dog a bath and to take out my garbage, let alone be my starting quarterback. So I think I agree with you, Scott. If their offensive line is able to stay upright and all right, to my chagrin. Probably the sky's the limit for Ben Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Back to the phone. Bo, Michigan, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go. What up, Ken? How you doing, buddy? Bo, I'm doing well. Go ahead, friend. 
Number one musical number in the Blues Brothers, it was uh, James Brown as the pastor when Jake sees the light and starts doing backflips down the Oh, aisle. my God, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Oh. Also, Airplane came disturbing out in 1980. Sound. What? I'm sorry, go ahead. What Airplane. was 1980? Airplane. Oh, my gosh. Easily the best comedy of all time. I tried to sit down. The other night, I'm sorry, Bo, I tried to sit down with my son. This was probably three weeks ago and watch Airplane. It's still He's still a little young to get the jokes. Because I saw Airplane when I was his age. And, I, I mean, this was after it came out. I was born in 86. And I saw Airplane when I, when I was his age. I forget I'm an only child, and I got a lot of adult jokes early. I didn't. He doesn't get the jokes because he hangs out with other kids. I had nothing but my aunts and uncles and older cousins and playboys and penthouses and all that stuff. So I got all those jokes. So I forgot that, yeah. and he didn't get the jokes. I'm going to wait a few more years, and hopefully he'll appreciate Airplane as much as anybody else. I cannot believe I forgot Airplane, Bo. What else you got for him? Johnny, what do you make out of this weather report? This? I can make a hat or a brooch or a pterodactyl? <laughs> so, football question. Yeah. The, uh, Adrian Peterson release in Washington. You think Bryce Love gets a chance? Because that's a talented kid. Um, It looks to be, from what I was reading yesterday, it looks like they want to go with more Antonio Gibson, who only got, like, what, like 30 carries in college? And it seems like they want to go – this is different. You know, I was reading a little bit of Grant Paulson uh, over there, and he's he's on 106.7 The Fan over there in D.C. I get my fives and my sixes mixed up in that market. Uh, Grant Paulson was saying, you know, this is the first time they seem to be really analytical driven, and they want fast twitch. I I bet Antonio Gibson might be. From what I'm seeing, I hope I'm not wrong, it, it seems to be Antonio Gibson and maybe Bryce Love would possibly share carries back there, from what I'm guessing here. Now, maybe I'm wrong and he just got cut and I don't know anything about it, but it seems like they want to make a push there, Bo. Bo, thank you very much for the call. I forgot Airplane to throw in there. Lewis, Cleveland, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Ken Carmen is in the show. I don't believe it. Hello. Oh my Ken, you know who this is. And I you know who this is. is. It says you exactly what, what you is. wanted I'm to gonna... talk about. Why do you think I wanted to take you? I took you. Here you are. Welcome in. <laughs> let me let me give you two two movies. Back to the future and back to school. All right, back to school with Rodney Dangerfield's a good movie. Back to the future. I, I people make such a big deal about Back to the Future that I almost want to go the other way. I don't want to be a contrarian just for contrarian's sake, but it's like, man, that many people love Back to the Future that much? I guess so. I guess so. All right, All right go Ken, ahead. What I spent three days. I didn't go to work for three days trying to figure out who's going to beat Tiz the Law today. He's going to be real tough to beat. He's coming from the 17th uh, post position. No horse in the history of the Kentucky Derby has ever won from the 17th post position. Wait my, a minute, never? My problem is – Never, Lewis, never. Never. They've been doing that thing for like 300 years. How is that possible? Never. Never from the 17th post. Look it up. The only thing thing I'm worried about is him getting boxed in. He he has gotten boxed in twice earlier in his career, and once he lost in the Kentucky Jockey Club. Now, um, horses that may pay better to come in second, max player, attachment rate. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Slow down here. Damn it. I'm writing this down. Max player. Max Player. What else? Soul Falante. You're going to have to spell that. Attachment rate. Soul Falante. Soul Volante. Okay. Attachment rate. Attachment rate. rate. Okay. And Honor AP. Attachment rate. Honor AP. Honor AP. Honor AP. Honor 
A dot P. Honor A dot P. There you have it from Lewis, the analyst from RunFast. I'll talk to you Monday later on. (laughs) All right, Lewis. Thank you very much for the call. Lewis calls me and wants to talk ponies. I've only bet ponies one time in my life. Twice. Excuse me. Twice. And it was both harness racing. Wants to get into the pony. What do I look like? Mike Francesa over here, Hickey? We're going to talk about the sport of kings? I was writing down the names. Uh, Lewis sounds <laughs> legit. I can't lie. Oh, Lewis is legit. No, Lewis is actually legit. I lied to you. I probably should have had Lewis on as a guest. 855-2124-CBS. Yeah, Kentucky Derby today. All right, coming up next. I'm, boy, Erica is very patient with us. Coming up next, worker shoot. We'll try to fit in some more calls. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show. Final segment of the day. Speak now forever. Hold your peace. 855-2124-CBS. at CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. It's 855-2124-227. And it's brought to you by the fine folks at Geico. Did you know that right now, Geico, offering an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies. That's right. That's on top of what Geico could already save you. So what are you waiting for? Visit Geico.com to learn more. 855-212-4227. Just had Lewis and Cleveland in, giving us everything we needed to know about the Kentucky Derby. Also, it's Stolly. Stolly. I got that one wrong. And Rick Ross is making music still. The great Garrett Bush texted me during that segment, and uh, who is also a host on 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland, and says, yes, Ken, he's still making music. And he was actually, Garrett was actually at that video shoot uh, for Swangin' by Stolly. And says that uh, yes, I did miss a good time. You know it's can't or excuse me. You know it's Stark County because this one was actually filmed in Maslin, not Canton. If you're getting golden crisp potato chips in the drive-through, that's Canton. That's Stark County. That's Maslin. They ain't sold anywhere else. You get a guy who's got golden crisp, you know exactly where he is. If you need to solve a crime and there's golden crisp potato chips, you head right to Stark County. You don't go anywhere else. 855-2124-CBS. Are we ready to do work or shoot here, Hick? Are we ready Better for this finally? Better late than never, Kenny. Let's Because I tell it. you what, it's. I thought we were just going to have a regular ho-hum day, and boy, did business pick up. And there we were. It was hot and heavy. Are we ready? Let's do it. It's time for work or shoot. Whenever you're ready, Hick. All right, Kenny. So you had Barrett Sleon earlier today. A lot of consternation of what the Big Ten's going to do. Mm-hmm. Well, there's another report this time from Wolverine Digest, and they're reporting that the big uh, that the return, excuse me, of Big Ten football is being held up not by the virus, but solely by Michigan President Mark Schlissel. Now that report says Schlissel hasn't budged. Schlissel. Schlissel has not budged on the thought of playing this year, and is even willing to have Michigan sit out the entire season, even if the rest of the Big Ten votes to return to play this fall. So workers shoot. The Big Ten won't play football this fall because of Mark Schlissel. Oh, that's a work. That's a work. You don't know. No, come on. First off, I don't, okay, I this Schlissel guy, I believe he's some sort of a medical doctor. Let me go back to Stuart Mandel. And this is a very easy thing to say. It, it's very comfortable to say Stuart Mandel had a just poignant set of tweets. And I'd been yelling at it from the rooftops. Hickey, you were there. How on earth are you going to say no football, no no fall sports? Throw not just football in there, all the fall sports, the volleyball, the whole lot. How are you going to do that 
but you're still going to allow students on campus. And the tune of 40,000 students on campus. Why would you still do that? Well, it's about academics. Is it? Because you can do it all online. Is it really about academics or is it about money? Because we have to always be true with this. While our business is is taken care of with, with college football, my bread is buttered with college football. We talk sports. We live in a sports society when we do this for a living. They're in an academic society. And when a kid who fr- is from Michigan goes to the University of Michigan, buys room, board, tuition, books, everything else that he has to do with going to the University of Michigan, he or she, they're going to be spending an immense amount more than anything over their four or five years than anything that what college football or college basketball or anything else is going to bring. You times that by 40000 and you add in out-of-state tuition, forget about it. It's that way with every Big Ten school. It's that way with every college. And if you're going to have students on campus – How could you not play football if we have seen new information come to light? That is nonsensical. So, listen, I've never heard of Wolverine Digest. No offense to the fine folks at Wolverine Digest. Just because I haven't heard of you before doesn't mean you're not right. But what it does do, it does infuriate me to an obscene level. We're finding out that there are risks. There are risks. But so far, if you're able to maintain responsibility... Maybe you're able to maintain safe play. And if you're going to have students on campus, you can't take it that next step because 40,000 people aren't all at six feet apart, sir. So if that's true, the report is true, I still think it's a shoot. Or excuse me, I still think it's a work. We're not going to hold it all up over Michigan football. All right, Kenny. So earlier this week, the number four overall draft pick back in 2017, Leonard Fournette, was cut by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. Then the former LSU standout decided to go sign uh, with one of the best teams in the NFC, that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes. Work or shoot. The Bucs signing Leonard Fournette makes them favorites to go to the Super Bowl out of the NFC. Oh, jeez. Hey, I like him to make the playoffs. I don't know if I like him to go to the Super Bowl. They have plenty of offensive weapons. And now when you add Leonard Fournette, who is a straight north and south type of running back, a real big you know, bulk carry guy. Evan Silva says you need about 20 to 25 carries, really get him good and soaked into the offense and get him going. But that NFC, I think it's difficult. First off, you know Philadelphia is going to go somewhere around 9-7 and seven and, and skate on their leather ass to the playoffs, but they'll still be a formidable team. Green Bay still going to be a tough one. I say don't sleep on those Minnesota Vikings. I don't know why anybody else will. Detroit's going to be a better football team, but I don't know if they're a playoff team, and they might end up making serious changes if they're not a playoff football team. And I don't know if I agree with those changes, but still, you know what I think about Matt Stafford. I love the guy. New Orleans is in that mix. Atlanta, boy, they seem to be the biggest mystery. You listen tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, and John Kincaid can't stop saying enough good things about those Falcons, and that's not him being a homer. He's being honest. I still don't see it. I still don't see it. We're just a few years removed from that Super Bowl run. I still don't get it, though, on their end. Tampa Bay's going to be there. San Francisco's going to be there better. Seattle's going to be there better. You have a whole division with the NFC West that people expect big things out of. The Rams, the Rams might finish fourth. They might finish dead last in that division, and they could still be an above 500 football team. I mean, someone's got to lose the games. Oh, it's tough. I- I'm going to still say, uh, okay, Philly, Green Bay, Minnesota, Saints, 49ers, Seahawks. 
That's seven right there. Seven get in, right? Seven do get in this year. You're right. Tampa Bay is going to be in that mix. It's going to knock out. It's going to knock out somebody. But I don't. Th- I don't see Tampa Bay being a Super Bowl team just because of Leonard Fournette. Sorry, I don't think that puts them over. I think that they are a. They're a team that can make a deep playoff run, but I don't know if they get to a Super Bowl. So I'm going to say work. All right, Ken. So keeping with the theme of 2020, add Bill Belichick seeming happily, seeming happy, excuse me, to the list of unbelievable events that have taken place this year. Since acquiring Cam Newton, Belichick has steered clear of his grumpy, everything sucks mantra and instead has heaped praise about Newton, something that we really haven't seen before during his time in New England or really ever. So work or shoot, the Patriots will finish with a better record than the Buccaneers. Oh, jeez, you're killing me. I still say work. Bill Belichick is proving he knows his players very well. Cam Newton is not a guy who you grumble around. Cam Newton is an emotional being. Cam Newton likes to have fun. And I think a fun Cam Newton is the best Cam Newton. He's a physical beast, but he's got to be in a good mood. And so I think that Bill Belichick is doing it right. He's doing a great coaching job and understanding that times can change a little bit. The Patriot way is still the Patriot way, but you can always adjust. It doesn't have to be rigid. This doesn't have to be the 1960s and 70s. You can adjust a little bit, and maybe Belichick is doing that. But you're going to get the very best play out of a confident Cam Newton, not screaming and yelling or just being a bitter old man like he's been in the past. That might work for Tom Brady because Brady's more cerebral. Cam is very good and very talented, and I still think he has miles left. But you gotta be a little bit more upbeat. You don't need to go massaging his ass, but you gotta be a little bit more upbeat. So while I think that this is great for Cam Newton, I think one team is just better. I think the other team is maybe on its way back up. I still have to say work. We have three works to start this off. Next. Let's see if we can get a shoot here. So chicken Hopefully. wings are back in the spotlight this week, and no, ah. not because Lou Williams snuck out to Magic City again. Ander Christensen of Lincoln, Nebraska, went to a went to City Hall and demanded that boneless chicken wings get renamed because, in his mind, they aren't wings. He cited the different part of the chicken that boneless wings come from compared to the bone-in and stated boneless wings are nothing more than, quote, saucy nugs. So work or shoot, boneless wings are a perfectly acceptable wing option. Just calling them that or ordering them? Both. He, he wants a name change. I'm saying well, they're perfectly fine they are. it doesn't make sense. They're, the not, they they're not boneless wings. There's no wing there. And it's pressed meat. So he's right. This man is right. I don't know. They've been called boneless wings for a long time. I don't think I'd go in front of a, a, a court. I don't think I'd have a Senate hearing like this guy did over in Lincoln, Nebraska to do so. I thought it was a great speech. I loved what Scott Frost did yesterday. I don't know if you saw that. I was going to ask you if you saw that. Oh, yeah. I thought that was great. (laughs) What did he call him? Did he call him like wingman or something like that as he walked off? It was great. Wing boy. Yeah, wing boy, something like that. It was great. Um, Yeah, I think he's right. They're not not boneless wings. They're they're chicken nuggets. They're saucy chicken nuggets. That's what they are. (laughs) Saucy nugs. Yeah, saucy nugs. He's right. I Maybe he gets it started. Maybe I bet some of the big wing houses out there, maybe they start calling them Saucy Nugs to, to go with it, to, to be cool. Maybe this guy inflects real change, and it proves to us once and for all, the people who should be leading our country are not elected. They don't run for office like this man. Next. All right, Kenny, and finally, 
Yes. Speaking of finally, the Bears have finally made a decision on who will line up under center for them this fall, and it will be... You did this on purpose. Mitchell Trubisky. You did this on purpose, Dave. The number two former overall pick beat out Nick Foles in a heated battle and will now try to save his career. Yeah. Work or shoot, the Bears will finish last in the NFC North. <sighs> That's a work. That no, uh, you know what? I switch it up. That's a Uh-oh, shoot. Oh wow! That's a the shoot. First reversal. That's a shoot. Straight shooting. I think the Lions are going to be better. I love Matt Stafford. I'm dying on the Matt Stafford Hill. You know I love Mitchell. I love my Mitchie, but I am dying on the Matt Stafford Hill. I think he's one of the most underappreciated, underrated quarterbacks in the NFL. Give me all the Calvin Johnson you want to. You're crazy. Bad coaches. Bad offensive lines, no running game, up and down defense, injured defenses, forget it. Matt Stafford and the Detroit Lions finish third in the NFC North. It'll be Packers, Vikings, Lions, Bears. Boom. That's work or shoot. Got to also say a big congratulations. We have Andrew Filipponi coming up next, don't we? Did you hear the big yes, news? Yes, we did. You do. hear the yes, big I news did. about Pony coming I hope up the next? listeners heard, too. His boys can swim, everybody. Ponies, boys can swim. It worked out for the Pony Express. He's having a kid. And in the words of Luca Brasi, may your child be a masculine child. But as I honestly say, may his child be a healthy child, boy or girl, just as long as they have better takes than their father. Because some of the stuff that comes out of that guy's mouth, I'm like, man, I can't believe you guys listen to that guy. Of course, there's stuff that I say that comes out crazy. But... Congratulations to the Pony Express. It's fantastic. Big stuff to go with college football tonight. I'm excited about that. Pirino did a great job with top five. Hickey did a wonderful job with Worker Shoot. I'm going to post the top five up here shortly. It was highly contested. I don't. I, I might not have the stones to do it after this is all done. Big thanks to you guys, Erica Herskowitz, Marco Belletti, the brand-new daddy upcoming, Andrew Filipponi next. I'm Ken Carmen. You guys have a wonderful weekend. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.